0: Foundations.
1: The story of redemption is in the first genealogy in Genesis 6. God's redemptive plan and His power and His magnificence are throughout all of creation, the natural world around us. Is it possible that He's put the story of redemption in the stars? Yeah,
0: it is. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In our last program, we learned about the most probable origins and role of the Magi. And in this program, we're going to focus a little closer on their interest or understanding of the matzaroth and astronomy.
1: You said a really f- freaky word there and nobody knows what a is. It just is a the Hebrew word for constellations. I actually used to confuse the word Matzeroth with zodiac, but... Matzeroth, the Hebrew word, does not mean zodiac, it literally just means constellations, that's all it means
0: Well for those that aren't familiar with the zodiac as well, I'll just give a basic definition of what the the zodiac is but it's effectively an imaginary belt extending 8 degrees either side of the ecliptic which contains the 12 zodiacal constellations and within which the moon and planets appear to move it's divided into 12 equal diagrams, usually circular, representing this belt, and showing the symbols and illustrations associated with each of the 12 signs of the Zodiac, and it is used to predict the future.
1: The one thing that I really like about that definition is that it's an imaginary belt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so therefore, that kind of has to tell you something about the Zodiac. It's an imaginary thing. And so those who embrace astrology, they're basically it's fortune telling, it's prognosticating and mm. scripture's really clear in many, many, many places that God says they're not to do that. It's occult. And occult simply means hidden or secret things. Mm. And what's secret and hidden God what doesn't want us delving into. But again the Matsaroth is literally just the Hebrew word for constellations. Uh and you can it's actually mentioned in Job thirty eight 32 where Job says to God can you lead forth a constellation in its season and guide the bear in her satellites and basically God is challenging Job and saying, were you there can you do this mm. can you orchestrate the heavens and of course Job sort of sits there and quivers in his boots and says well no actually <laughs> I, as a matter of fact I can't mm. uh, and so that's where you get this mention of this, the the constellations now there is speculation among some, and actually, Dr. Chuck Messler does a very, very interesting teaching about the Matsaroth and and others do as well. I've actually got some links at the bottom of the notes regarding uh, these teachings that basically go on to suggest that there's a possibility that the twelve signs of the zodiac are actually the story of redemption that God has put in the sky. In the stars. And it's very interesting, it's very fascinating. And is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. But there are actually 88 official constellations. And it's been hundreds of years since any other constellations have been added. Anytime astronomers discover a new star, they simply add that particular star to the nearest constellation that it's closest to. Now, we know, because we covered it before, that the story of redemption is in the first genealogy in Genesis 6. And mm-hmm. we see. God's redemptive plan and His power and His magnificence uh, throughout all of creation, the natural world around us. Is it possible that He's put the story of redemption in the stars? Yeah, it is. But with eighty-eight constellations, what are all of the other constellations? They're kind of superfluous.
0: Mm. You' know, How do you randomly pick twelve out of the eighty-eight? To, yeah, to fit the, fit precisely.
1: The story? But not only that, if you actually take the pictures that men have drawn. Of these constellations and say, you know, there's cancer, there is a lion, there is Sagittarius, there's the fish, two fish. If you take those hand-drawn images away and just look at the cluster of stars in each constellation, the truth is you can't see those images. Mm. They are an, an imaginary image. Yeah. That somebody has drawn. So to say that it is the story of redemption in the stars, it's a little bit far fetched. Mm. So I don't really embrace that, but it's an interesting thought. But the reason I bring it up is that if there were Jews within the Magi from the time of Daniel right through until, you know, Jesus was actually born, if there were, were they actually involved in astrology? Well, no, probably not. Daniel would never have compromised. They might have mm. understood it. They might have had to have learned it, like the rest of Chaldean and Persian culture. But doesn't mean they were practitioners of it. Were they astronomers? Well, absolutely, because it was part of the sciences, like everything else. They had mm. to learn. And so, my my supposition is that, yeah, they probably were well versed in astronomy and were watching the heavens um and counting down the days from the decree to build Jerusalem as Daniel had prophesied until the messiah would arrive so they were doing i think or doing this all in in conjunction with it but you know being it, it, astronomy and astrology was it's been a long part of human history
0: yeah for sure i guess really the reality is that you know mankind historically tends to lean towards creation, like, you know, looking at creation, worshipping creation, focusing too much on creation yeah. rather than the creator. And I mean, even mm-hmm. we go back to Genesis and uh, the Tower of Babel. Oh, absolutely. That was exactly what they were doing. They were saying, let's, you know, work together. We're going to build a tower to the, to the sky because they wanted to, you know, I guess, make themselves more preeminent and focus on the creation. So I guess it's something that it's nothing new, is it?
1: Oh, absolutely. You remember, whatever God creates, man corrupts. Yeah. Our enemy, the devil, he corrupts. And so rather than trusting God, yeah, they wanted to build a tower to the heavens, look at the stars, and be able to determine where the catastrophe was coming, mm. something like Noah's flood, and uh-huh. not need God, but be able to protect themselves from it. Yeah. And God said, I don't think so. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he's always done that. But the thing about the Magi is because this is really our focus we we've learned who they were and where they came from but here's the, the thing because we we I'm kind of preempting and moving into what we're going to talk about next which is going to be king Herod and and Jerusalem when they arrived the magi themselves were high Official delegates of a kingdom—they actually kept the king in line. They were authorities on all things within their society. So if they determined the Messiah is about to arrive, and if they were Jewish, the Messiah is about to arrive. We have to go there. There's nothing that says that there were three of them. Mm. Three gifts mentioned, but there could have been dozens of magi. There could have been, you know, umpteen, you know, canisters of gold and frankincense. But we don't know. But as official delegates carrying wealth, as representatives of their government, they're not going to trek across the desert, you know, on camels with their saddlebags laden with goodies. they would have been a target. But they would have travelled with uh, soldiers. They would have had personal security. They would have had to have had domestic staff, cooks. People to set up camp, people to pull the camp down. They would have had people looking after their animals. Mm. They would have had a special delegation to actually take charge and security of the gifts that they had. I mean, they could have been anywhere from 20 to 100 people Mm, or more in this delegation. I mean, that's not small. It's not insignificant at all. So when we have these romantic pictures of the first Christmas and we see these three rich guys with elaborate (laughs) headdresses on and they're trekking across these desert sand dunes and rich robes heading across the desert. No, not even close. That's right. Not even close.
0: Drawing several dozen (laughs) more camels and
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It would have been literally a large caravan of troops and domestic staff and, and Chest containing treasure We talked about treasure chests And we talked, you know, about Imagine the food supplies they would have needed Mm. A very large delegation
0: And of course, I mean, it says in the scriptures That when they arrived in Jerusalem That it caused a stir So three guys arriving on camels Probably wouldn't have created quite the stir That is mentioned in the the gospel
1: No, Herod would have probably Would have looked at them and thought Who are these guys? But when this massive delegation turns up And we'll look at why it was problematic for Herod We're also going to look at why it would have been problematic for the Romans who were in charge, and we are going to look at why it would have been problematic for even the priests at Mm. the time. We'll mention them next time. But my hypothetical question, because I want to leave every Christmas story that we look at, I want to start with a hypothetical question, because a lot of it I'm surmising on, because nowhere in Scripture says this is exactly as it happened. But if you pull all of the logistics together and what we know Scripture says and the history, kind of does make sense. So my hypothetical question this time is, is it possible that the Jewish Magi saw an astronomical sign in the heavens that they were regularly studying, counting down from Daniel's prophecy of the decree to rebuild Jerusalem, and that they knew that it was now time for their Messiah to be born, and they got together a delegation ready to head across the desert to the land of Judah? That's my hypothetical.
0: Well, we invite you to consider that hypothetical and to take a look at the overview of the Matzeroth that's found in the study notes at vision.org.au slash foundations. In the next program now, we're going to consider why Herod and all Jerusalem were in such a stir over the arrival of the Magi. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations.